0: Welcome back, my friends, to the Flicks of the Week that never end. I'm so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Or am I supposed to say we're so glad you could attend? I don't know. Who gives a shit? All right. So anyway, I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. All right. This week, my Flick of the Week is going to be... Did I say this week, this Flick of the Week? I'm going to keep fucking backtracking on all my shit. This week is Mudbound, Netflix original film. Beverly Hills Cop 3. Oh, God. But I'll tell you why in a minute. Aqual! All right. I saw that movie once. Once. <laughs> In theaters. <laughs> Never gone back. All right. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that. A uh, couple trailers we saw and maybe a little Oscar talk. Uh, not too much, though, because we really don't give too much of a shit about it. So, anyway, all that more, take it away. I didn't even know we were doing that anymore.
1: <laughs> Why not? Because we haven't been doing it in like three months. I
0: did it yesterday. I did it last night.
1: Straight yeah, up. you did it last
0: night and that's it. So is it like you th- off guard? Yeah. Well, Take I- it away, Mary J. <laughs> you know what? Since we're on the subject of Mudbound and Mary J. Blige, what is it about Mary J. Blige that you don't like? Everything. <laughs> can, you, can you give us a little... I don't like anything about her.
1: I don't like her music. I think she's a terrible actress.
0: What have you seen her do act in?
1: Do, do I need to go on?
0: What have you seen her acting? It
1: doesn't matter. I don't care for her as, as as an entertainer.
0: Okay. I just wanted to see.
1: I think her fucking, her, her voice is terrible. It, it's like nails on a chalkboard.
0: <laughs> Can't stand
1: it. I, she's, in my opinion, she's
0: just a talentless hack. Damn. All right. So <laughs> the, the reason why I ask is because she is nominated for two Oscars for this film. She's nominated for Best Supporting Actress and for Original Song. Called uh, Mighty River. Oh, that's um, too bad. This film also has two other nominations, which are for cinematography and adapted screenplay. Uh, it is based off of a uh, 2008 novel from uh, Hillary Jordan. And the, okay, so anyway, the film is set in Mississippi around. All right, so two men return home from World War II to work on a farm in rural Mississippi where they struggle to deal with racism and adjusting to life after war. Now, before that happens in the film, um, there's a good trailer that we're gonna watch. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, we should start recording these live, like, like just video recording, just to see when you get frustrated at me and just shake your head. It's
1: every day, <laughs> every time. I <laughs> <laughs> stitch
0: up a bleeding wound, a wow. shotgun. My hands did these things but I was never easy in my mind. Way down in the water I held his heartbeat in my hand. Way down in the water All that time he was gone, I only prayed for him. Over there I was a liberator. People
1: lined up in the streets waiting for us. Sometimes I actually miss up. Jamie me too. I'm coming back from the you the one I always talk
0: about. Our own and our own parts the only way to get up from under their foot.
1: I don't want you working for
0: them. I won't be working for them. I'll be working for us.
1: Okay. Went off to fight for my country to come back and a bit. I don't know what they let you do over there, but you in Mississippi now. You use the back door. Boy, you found Jamie saw in a different way. And when his eyes were on me, I felt like I was no longer invisible. i seen you sniffing after him. Maybe Henry is too thick to notice, but I ain't. You better open your eyes, big brother. You're so busy worrying about yourself and your farm, you can't even see your own wife is miserable. The they work this land all they long. I used to walk away from the fight, not no more. This land that never would be theirs.
0: You don't need to go, Jamie. I
1: can't stay here. They work until they sweat it. You'll
0: be okay.
1: They sweated until they bleed.
0: Oh. They bleed until they die. Oh. They die. Brand. Well, looks pretty good. All right. Yeah, this is one of those movies that should have been in theaters. And it, Netflix uh, released it in theaters for a couple weeks before the year ended so that it would, um, it would qualify for the Oscars. And it did. Big time. Um, yeah, this was a surprise to me. I put off watching it for, um, I had it saved on my queue for a good month or more before I finally watched it. And, yeah, I was surprised at how well it is. Uh, I was also surprised that I didn't even know that that was Mary J. Blige until the movie was over. Um, she, she does a really good job um, playing the mother of uh, the family called the Jacksons. Um, they um, Now, this whole movie is it's really well done with all the characters that it, it has. I mean, this movie could have also gone on for four hours instead of the two hours and 15 minutes that it is because it's it, what it deals with is... There is a ton of racism in the film, but it, most of the time it's already implied racism. Like you already know it's there, so they, it's not talked about too much because it's just their way of life and what they you know the Jackson family has to struggle with. And and then you have got the other side um, where you've got the um, you got the McAllen family who uh, it's Jason Clark. You know you remember him from uh, Rise or Rise of the Planet of the Apes or Dawn, No Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And Terminator Genesis, he um, he's a very cold character who's uh, who decides to uh, buy a farm out in the, in the you know he has he has money and and he uh, he, ma- he meets uh, Carrie Mulligan's character and they fall in love and, and she it seems like she gets with him because of security um, more than anything else they have a couple daughters he buys a farm and then he needs help with the farm so living on the same property. Down the ways is the Jackson family, and so they're allowed to stay there and um, in their place while you know they help work on the on the fields and stuff like that, and uh, you know, and you can see the differences in, in the families about how well things are going for each side, you know, how much the struggle is and stuff like that. And the Jackson family have a son who's played by um, Jason Mitchell, who played Easy E in, in Straight Outta Compton. Jason Mitchell. Every time I see him in something. I'm like, God damn, why hasn't this guy, you know, been nominated for something yet? Because I already already said he should have been nominated for something in Straight Out of the Compton for playing Eazy-E. And then he was good in Kong Skull Island. Uh, he's excellent in this. And uh, there's something else I think I saw him in that he was also really good in. Um, so he's an up and comer with how well he is. Anyway, his character, Ronzel, he goes off to war. And of course, it's World War II. So, um, you know, he doesn't have. Uh, he stands out a little bit, you know, because of the times. But there's something really interesting that happens with his character that I didn't even think about, which is when he was over in Germany, because he was with the ground troops, um, he was treated much differently over there than he was treated over here. Over there, the the citizens of, of, say, Germany and France and stuff like that, when they were on the ground, he was treated like a hero, with respect, like a human being, and... Um, he ends up hooking up with a, a white German lady and you know, they, they get busy the whole time he's there. Right. And he doesn't want to go back cause he's, he's, he's living a life. He never thought he got to, you know, he would ever see. And, um, eventually time comes that he does have to, when the war's over and he has to go back home. Uh, the, uh, now the McGowan family, Jason Clark has a brother and his brother, if I had to, um, his brother's played by Garrett Hedlund, who was, uh, he played the son of Flynn in, in Tron legacy. Um, uh, <clears throat> the best way to describe his character is think of Brad Pitt's character from Legends of the Fall, where he is the brother who he's the um, the free spirit, the one that goes out and he you can't hold him down. He goes and has fun. He's full of charm and charisma, and he lives life to the fullest. Okay, Jason Clark is like the opposite of that. You know, even though he's got money, he's very cold and just boring and and droll. <clears throat> and Carrie Mulligan's character you can see that there's an attraction there between Clark's wife and and uh, Garrett Hedlund's character because because um, of the way he treats her he, you know he treats her with respect and and like you know he's really into what she has to say and stuff like that but he goes off to the war as well and now um Hedlund and Mitchell's character don't meet the whole time that they're in war because Hedlund is a he's a pilot so he's flying, like, uh, I can't remember where he's flying, but he's flying somewhere, I think, over England and 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 stuff like that. But when they come back, <clears throat> they both come back at a very similar, uh, around the same time, because, of course, the war ended. And they become friends because there was a scene, it's a really good fucking scene, where you have Jason Mitchell's character, before he goes home, he stops in town, and he goes to the store to buy his family some stuff, because he's made a lot of money while he was over, overseas, and... Everything's fine when he's in the store talking to a couple people, and then all of a sudden, Jonathan Banks' character comes in. Jonathan Banks, he's the the father of Jason Clark and um, and Garrett Headland's character, and he lives with with Jason Clark on the farm, and he's extremely racist. He is extremely a product of his of his time, and he's like one of those fucking evil racist guys, like you know, just the the worst of the worst, you know, and. Um, part of the clan all that stuff and the scene happens where they're um, where they where Jason Mitchell's just you know he's happy to be home and for a second for a second because of all the respect that he's gotten while he was overseas he I I, I think that he maybe hopeful thinking or just forgot for a moment about how bad it is where he's from and all of a sudden, he's about to leave when Jonathan Banks and one of his friends come in and he go, "What are you doing? You know, you can't come out the front door. You go out the back door where your people are allowed to go. You know, kind of thing, right?" And Jason Mitchell's like, "No, I went not fought for my country. I'll go out the front fucking door if I want to. You know." And he, I mean, he speaks up against him, and he ends up walking out of the back door to, you know, to not cause any problems, but it does start some shit. And what happens is later on. Garrett Hedlund's character meets him, sees him being harassed while he's in town, and so he decides, you know, buddies up with him. You know, he's like, "Hey, let's have a drink, let's talk." And then they both fi- we'll find out they're both, you know, in the war. And you find out that Hedlund's character was saved by a by a black man. Well, when he crashed his plane, and he never forgot it, and it taught him something about people. You know, you don't judge a book by its co- cover and all that stuff, right? And so there's a friendship that grows between them, even though Hedlund's character is, he's an alcoholic, he drinks constantly, and he's he's pulling in. You know, pulling uh, uh, Mitchell in with him and stuff like that. And so, uh, it, it, but it doesn't get as bad as it could have gotten because the story keeps going in other directions as well. You got, um, you also got the Jackson family, <laughs> the, the father, um, who at first he's a, a very important character, but it seems like as Jason Mitchell's character comes home, the father kind of takes more of the background of it. But, um, but he plays a character named Hap, um, who's uh, Rob Morgan is the, the name of the actor. And he, there's something about his character where you can see in his eyes. And the, actually, in, uh, in the eyes of every character in this film, but especially his, you can see the hurt in his eyes. The, the struggle that he's gone through his whole life, having to say yes sir, to every white man he talks to and stuff like that, you know, because he you know, doesn't want to cause problems for his family and stuff like that. You see the hurt. And there's 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 things that happen with this character, you know, that are, that's fucking sad and messed up, and you know, it, the the movie makes you feel more with just looks in people's eyes than than with words, and it's really well done that, in that regard. Um, I don't, if I have any complaints about this movie, I, I, the only thing I could think is that it's too fucking short. Two hours and fifteen minutes is too short, and that sounds weird, but it is because this is so well done. It could have kept going for a long time. I don't want to I don't want to go too much into detail on everything, but. Every actor brings their A-game with this thing. Mary J. Blige, she deserves her Oscar nomination. She really does. I, I, I'm not a big fan of hers either, but in this movie, I didn't even know it was her. And she was fucking excellent. Everyone was excellent in this. So uh, I highly recommend uh, Mudbound. It's uh, got 96% approval rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And they only made it for $10 million. And it looks fucking great. It looks absolutely great. So anyway, there you go. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Excuse me. And, you're gonna, and now we're going to do Mike's. <laughs> it's funny because I love the first two films. I, I do. They're, they're like classics for me. Hmm.
1: All righty. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Where do we even start? <laughs> Eddie Murphy returns to his f- famous role of Axel Foley, who once again has to return to Beverly Hills, California to stop a gang of counterfeits who are, are responsible for the death of his boss. Inspector Todd and
0: Hello my name's Axel Foley I'm looking
1: for- Hello welcome to the Beverly Hills Police Department To continue this message in English Press one pound If you have homeless people on your lawn Press two star
0: So what brings you to California
1: Axel Vacation I'm looking for a killer One please we got some evidence that points to one. The world. Thank you, thank you. You mean Rufus Rabbit has gone berserk? You got yourself in the middle of a federal investigation. That guy killed a police officer. He killed a friend of mine. You just keep him out of my face and out of my park. Ladies and
0: gentlemen, it is a tremendous surprise for Mr. DeWall
1: to have me standing right next to him right now. You know, right now I can feel his body tingling. Bring that man down spider no. hold on tight oh,
0: okay. <laughs> axel hey,
1: hey hey officers i want this man arrested
0: i'm sure you can explain everything or maybe you can't explain it. you're going back to detroit you've got to turn yourself in man why is it so hot for y'all to see there's something going on at Dead park kill him But you, you look you Look Thank at your you skin And Thank your you. hair And then finally you have Black hash poopies Which are totally retro Which I love you, you put a really good Package together Landis directed that
1: yeah. Landis didn't have a good time Directing that movie Ugh uh, In an interview in 2005 Landis claimed that Murphy worked against The comedy of Beverly Hills Caught 3. Landis said the film Was a very strange experience Um Yeah this movie's awful
0: I have a fucking Hatred towards this film Okay Great
1: um there are several scenes that work really really well. Uh the beginning of the movie, like if you watch the movie where Inspector Todd doesn't get killed, yeah, you just pick it up to where there's a, a the car chase. So the car chase at the beginning of the film works because it's Eddie Murphy doing Axel Foley, okay? Yeah. The there's the, the scene that we saw in the trailer which is when he is he's he's uh, introducing uh, Hold on a second. Um, where is he? Come on, bro. Where are you? The bad guy, um, DeWald, where he's, where DeWald, so DeWald's being given uh, a uh, security guy of the year award, right? Yeah. And <laughs> Eddie Murphy as Axel goes up and does his thing. So th- there's another scene that works. And then you have, you like, all the scenes where Eddie Murphy is actually in them, where he's playing Axel Foley, for the most part, was not bad. Mm-hmm. It's the other scenes, like the waste of Hector Elizondo. yeah. Um, uh, Billy, Billy Rosewood, who is now the deputy director of operations for Joint Systems Interdepartmental Operational Command, Ugh. you know, in which makes no sense. Oh God, I, Taggart's gone. Yeah, you know. Yeah, Dick Jones is gone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the cool yeah. thing is, is yeah. that they filmed, Captain Bogomil. They they filmed this movie here in Santa Clara. At at uh Great America. Okay. So ninety percent of the park stuff is done here in Santa Clara. Um, the guy that plays Uncle whatever his name is, Uncle Touchy, Uncle Dave Thornton. <laughs> that's um that's the dude from Mr. Ed. Okay. So which was actually pretty cool. <coughs> and I keep getting Teresa Randall mixed up with um I just remember Robin she, she played Spawn's wife. Yeah, she was also in Bad Boys, Mm -hmm. and Bad Boys too. Um, Yeah, this movie's terrible. There's a scene like as I'm watching the movie, there's a scene where Eddie Murphy has to jump. There's the the spider Ferris wheel ride. Yeah, and he has to jump from from the top of each one of them, and you could tell that it was just fake green screen bullshit of him standing on top of and then getting ready to jump. Right. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my god, how did? It's John Landis, man. How? What the fuck happened? You know, um, and of course, at the end, where they have to have you know Axel Fox, which is you know the character that they created for you know Uncle Dave's uh Wonderland or Wonder World. Um, this is the robot cop three of, of Beverly Hills Cop, yeah. You know, I mean, it's just <clears throat> like Hector Alizondo's character, you would think is going to be a bad guy, which he isn't, which that that's fine, that worked out because. That that's just a, a stupid movie trope, but you have the FBI agent who gets involved, who is the bad guy, yeah, and you have the Wald, the guy that plays the Wald, and I can never remember his name.
0: I don't um, know. It's, I, it's oh, it funny. Is.
1: I've seen that guy in a lot of things. By Ellis DeWald. Timothy Carhart or Carhart, um, John Saxon as Oren Sanderson, uh, Teresa Randall's Alan Young. That's who it is. Alan Young is Uncle Dave. Steve McCaddy is Steve Fulbright. Uh, Bronson Pinchot that see, and then that right there, Bronson Pinchot as Surge, fucking over the top, killed the the killed it because I remember he had the rocket launchers. Yeah, he had the he, he had these. He was selling weapons, weapons, yeah. and
0: <laughs> uh, he's like he's he's like Leslie Chow in the fucking Hangover movies. Every movie gets more extreme. No, no.
1: Annoying, maybe, but no, you know, he, um, <laughs> in 1989, asked about a third installment. Murphy said, there's no reason to do it. I don't need the money and it's not going to break any new ground. How often can you have Axel Foley uh, talk fast and get into a place he doesn't belong, but these motherfuckers are developing scripts for it. <laughs> They're in pre-production. The only reason to do a COP 3 is to beat the bank. Paramount ain't going to write me uh, no check as big as I want to do something like that. In fact, if I do a cop three, you can safely say, "Ooh, he must have got a lot of money." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's 5 years before the movie came out. Yeah. Um God, I fucking This is not uh, this is not a good movie. I mean, there there are just so many stupid things about it. Yeah. You know, the whole the whole, you know, shootout at the uh, at the Wonderland theme park. Yeah. The, the whole idea that they're printing fake money off of a machine that prints fake money anyways. Mm-hmm. And, and when Eddie Murphy busts them on it, the cops don't believe him. Like, how many times? How many times can a cop, a, a decorated cop, let's yeah. just say that, um, who is following up on a lead from Detroit to L.A., and he's involved with the Los Angeles County Police Department, yeah. right, and tells them everything that's going on, And he's the asshole. He's the guy. Eddie Murphy's the guy. Axel Foley's the asshole because he's a he's a lying, cheating, thieving douche, corrupt cop. Yeah, you know. But when he fingers the guy that says, "Hey, that's the guy that that killed Inspector Todd." Yeah, that's the guy that's been you know laundering money, and that's the guy that I've been chasing all this time. No, he. Oh my god, the guy, the guy that's in charge of security at Wonderland. Yeah, because I'm a cop. Yeah. And when a cop does that, generally, 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 he, people <laughs> listen. Yeah. So uh, all of that stuff was just fucking stupid.
0: He made 15 million bucks. Or if he did. That's before royalties, of course. So, yeah, this is one of those movies that, there's certain movies that really, I, I fucking go into rants about. I'm not going to go into a rant about this movie, but I, 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 like Spider-Man 3, there's certain movies that just, pissed me off to, to no end and I, I have a lot of problems with it you know, it, this movie shits on, on its characters it, look, I remember when people complained about Beverly Hills Cop 2 about how, how the fuck is, is, is Axel now friends with, with all these guys, including Detective you know, or Captain Bogomil you know, Ronnie Cox's character, when they were um, at each other's faces in the previous film but it made sense how it worked out because they were cool by the end of the first film so there was an understanding between them so all that made sense that they'd be you know friends maybe for vacations and shit it was fine with that okay but they they you can tell that they all kept in touch with each other so then you get into Beverly Hills Cop 3 and what happens it's like a million years later like he never kept in contact with them after he went through another fucking ordeal with them okay another ordeal with these cops and then and then oh oh welcome back Axel I haven't seen you in a while. And, like, and, and you actually have fully fucking asking Judge Reinhold, what happened to Taggart? Why the fuck wouldn't you know? It, 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 it was bad writing. It, it shit. And like I said, I don't even know. I don't even remember if there was any mention of Bogomil at all. Uh, you know, I, and then they kill Inspector Todd. I don't was, buy that. I, I don't buy your reasoning behind it. You, th- you lose touch with people.
1: You absolutely lose touch with people. Just because you know the person doesn't mean that you stay in touch with them. And then you go, oh, like I haven't talked to my friend Nick. I haven't talked to my friend Nick in two years, up until a couple of weeks ago. Did you
0: have a shootout with a fucking drug lord? No. Did you have a shootout with no, a I've drug lord? No, I've known the guy for runner. 30 fucking years. Did, did the guy save your life on multiple occasions? It doesn't
1: matter. if he, it, That shit doesn't matter. If you're friends with somebody and you lose touch and all of a sudden you, you call him up and say, Hey, what's going on? Oh, I, I, I reach you know, it's been, it's been three or four years. You still on the force? No. Well, what happened? It's not bad writing. There is bad writing in it, but that wasn't part of it. Right. You, don't, you, don't keep, you don't call people every fucking day, Joe.
0: It doesn't have... Look, they, that's your extreme right there. That's you say my, every day. It doesn't have to be every day. It
1: doesn't matter. You still lose touch with people, especially over an X amount of year period. You stop calling them. They stop talking to you. Then you call them once or twice or whatever. And, and jobs get in the way. He's a cop also.
0: Yeah. Look, I understand them not hanging out <laughs> every fucking weekend. I get that. Okay. But the complete not knowing anything at all. Oh yeah, he retired. He's no, it, no, it, no. It doesn't work. Okay, I'm sticking by that. I don't okay, whatever. All right, it's your review. So do your thing. Apparently not. <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's either. why I didn't want to go to because I, I can go into a longer rant about this fucking movie. I don't want to.
1: No, no, and and I agree with most of it. I I disagree with <laughs> with
0: some contact. Of the stuff. I, I get it. Yeah, keeping in touch. Shit, I know. I,
1: but, yeah, you know, uh, having the guards, the largest private security force, blah, 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 blah. All of this is just garbage. In fact, at one point, the um, it's the National Association of Security Officers Association. <laughs> North American Security Officers Association Award. And then it turns into the North American... Uh, special security forces, oh. private North American private security. Just call it Shield for short. It, you know, it's, so it went from <laughs> NASA to to everything else, but NASA. Yeah. In in the matter of five minutes, they kept changing the name of it. You uh-huh. know, for this award thing. Uh, all in all, I mean, you know, Uncle Dave gets shot. Of course, he survives, and um, you know, Eddie Murphy falls in love with Janice, who's played by Teresa Randall. Um and you know, many, after meeting her for you know and talking to her and dealing with her for like a total of two days.
0: Now, because I haven't seen this movie in twenty three years, um almost well twenty three and a half years technically, uh, does he how many white people does he make look stupid in this movie? I don't know. Because that's like one of the tropes of, of each Beverly Hills cop is, is that he goes into these, uh, the you know the element of spoiled rich white people and he makes them look stupid. So <laughs> I just wanted to know how many he does because I can't remember. I, I wasn't paying attention. I don't usually pay attention to that shit. All right,
1: um, I do. The, I'm, although there I'm, was get some racist, maybe <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> dumb whitey.
1: There was a gratuitous George Lucas cameo too. What was there? You don't remember George Lucas?
0: What part of I hate this fucking movie, and the last time I saw it was in theaters 23 and a half years ago. A lot's happened in 23 and a half years. You
1: know more about fucking movies than I ever will, and (laughs) you know about every fucking little thing, and you're surprised, you're surprised that I'm asking you that you didn't know that George Lucas made a cameo in this one, even I knew that he made a cameo in this fucking
0: movie? I think I I remember Lucas making a cameo in an episode of The O.C. because it was to help promote Revenge of the Sith, but other than that, I don't recall. What else he sh- he's he's shown up on? George
1: Lucas made a gratuitous cameo in this month.
0: <laughs> Did he actually have a line? Yeah, he said, "Hey,
1: hey,
0: <laughs> you like ice cream? Well, so. here's a big bag of rock salt."
1: Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Budget was fifty million. Box office was one hundred and nineteen. Still made money.
0: Oh, it made money, but yeah, ninety four was not a good year for movies in my mind. Except for True Lies. True Lies was awesome, but otherwise, I mean, you had, well, you have. Yeah, John Levitt's replacing Bruno Kirby in the sequel for City Slickers. <laughs> and um, the, uh, what else? God, I think North came out that year. Oh, there you go. That's how bad 94 was. Fucking North came out that year with Elijah Wood. Awesome. <laughs> and I saw that in theaters. I don't know why. Uh, it was because I, oh, that's why. Because I was a teenager still. So I went to the movies all the time.
1: I don't remember if uh, Lion King came out in 94.
0: Yes, it did. Even though I really enjoyed The Lion King, I was pissed off because... Oh, that everyone doesn't,
1: doesn't seem like a bad year for movies. Lion King, Forrest Gump, oh, True Lies, The Mask. Oh, no, no, Lies, there the was... Mask, this,
0: look, there's some good movies. do Speed, don't, don't Dumb get me and wrong. Dumber. There was some definitely good movies. during President Andrew. I saw every one of those movies in theaters except for Four Weddings and a Funeral. <laughs> every one of those. That's funny.
1: Um, one, two, three. I think I can tell four. you what
0: theaters I saw each one of those in as well. Stupid. <laughs> I, fucking Cabin I, Boy? Yeah. <laughs> That's party three. I think that was very limited in theaters. Car 54, where are you? Mm, Ventura. I, Ventura can't, Ventura yeah, came out I saw Ventura. I
1: saw that in theaters, too. Mm. Guarding Test. The Hudsucker Proxy. Naked Gun
0: 3. I finally saw the Hudsucker Proxy. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, I haven't seen that one. I saw Barton Fink. That's that's the one. Always mix those two up. I finally saw Barton Fink a few, a couple months ago. The Cowboy Way. Getting Even with Dad. Wolf with Jack Nicholson. I saw that movie on a full moon. I remember. <laughs> and? Because it was a wolf, full moon, werewolf. Yeah, roll your fucking eyes. I saw Friday on a Saturday as well.
1: That's amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: Double dragon. Stargate. Fuck,
0: what a disappointment. Oh, I like the original Stargate movie. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, they're, they're they're traveling through space. Oh, they're in the desert with people that are look like people from our planet. Wow, that's great. I'm I'm having a good time. Thank you. You didn't like that movie? I fucking did not like Stargate. You didn't like it the first time you saw it? No, I didn't. There was elements of it I liked, but the majority of it I did not like.
1: Okay, all
0: right. Look, I'll tell everybody. If you like a movie, you like a movie. Who the fuck am I to tell you not to like a movie? If you like it, you like it. I I didn't like it. Like, there's a a, friend of mine who fucking loves the show, Stargate the series, or SG-1 or whatever. I tried to get into it, but no. Okay, it was a cool premise. I just didn't care for what the direction it went.
1: I can't disagree with that. <laughs>
0: okay, I always forget the nerd was James Spader in that movie as well. Okay, all right. So, uh, <laughs> are you are you done with very little Scout Three? Yeah. All right, good. I think I think most of the world's done with that movie too. Uh, all right. Uh, only trailers I can think of were uh, Super Troopers trailer. Um, that looks pretty good. We just watched
1: a trailer. Oh, I know. We literally just watched three trailers. I know. I, I kill giants. Ready Player One, I, which is the second trailer for Ready Player One.
0: Yeah, I Kill Giants was nothing, not, nothing new to me in my eyes. Pretty much just a little kid who fucking like, I Kill Giants. <laughs> Alright, watched that one. And then, uh, and then, I don't know what else did we see. It uh, Final Space. Uh, Final Space looks interesting, but we talked about that last night.
1: And that's about it.
0: Alright, so uh, and then, fuck, dude. You know what? It's funny. I. I I um I'm even less enthusiastic this year about the Oscars than than last year. And Last year I wasn't that enthusiastic. It's I I'm fucking there, man. I it's like I don't even give a shit anymore that what got nominated. Like there's movies I like that got nominated, but even if even if a movie I really liked did get nominated, who gives a shit? Cuz it doesn't matter. It's not going to win on the based on its own merit. It's going to win based on the political climate. And I, and 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 all that fucking back patting favoritism bullshit. I so I don't give a shit. I mean, in my eyes, I think Blade Runner was the best fucking movie I saw last year. So, a lot of people might disagree with me. I don't fucking care. You know, um, some people that got nominated deserve it. Some people didn't. You know it, but they. You know it. <laughs> I don't have to. I'm not the one who has to vote. I don't have to. I'm not the one that has to balance everything and make sure we don't offend this group over here and this group over there, and we got to keep everybody happy and placated because we don't want people angry at us. So I don't the Oscars. I, I fuck it sucks. I don't. I can't. I can't take it seriously anymore. You know. And will I watch the Oscars? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm gonna watch the Oscars. If you can't take it seriously, why are you watching it? Oh, because I love the memoriam thing. Every time, love watching the memoriam thing for all the people that died in the past year. Okay, <laughs> but other than that, I, I you know what? I, I just I, I don't know. Maybe just to see which people are going to come up and and do their Patricia Arquette fucking speech. You know what I mean? The the one that's going to say something that's going to make a certain group of people just go nuts and like, yeah, you tell them, sister. Just just want to see you know your your own you know use the Oscars your own political platform. What
1: a fucking waste of time!
0: <laughs> what a gigantic waste of time! I know. You know what, I, look, we do podcasts, right? There's some things I need to pay attention to, so I, I'm going to pay attention to this. I, I just don't, but I, my, my my, love and enthusiasm for the Oscars is fucking gone, and it sucks. It really does, because I used to take it really seriously, the fact that Return of the King won Best Picture, and now it's like, does it really matter anymore? Right, I and mean, every year we talk about the same exact thing. Yeah, and I want to I hammer it down. Why?
1: Because it pisses you off, man. It doesn't. It, it's just annoying as shit that, we, we're just repeating ourselves year after year about the whole Oscars thing. We, I, I think that we've hammered it in good enough that... That we should wear parachute pants. I don't fucking care. At least I don't. I don't fucking care about the Oscars. and I, don't, I, don't, I won't watch them. I'm not going to contribute. I don't feel that it's necessary to watch a bunch of people patting themselves on, the, on their own backs and giving themselves congratulations on how much money they made and how great they are because
0: they can lie. They're professional liars. Do you know what's funny? Jim Carrey, when he did Man on the Moon, he won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Comedy and or Musical, right? And then he didn't even get nominated for Best Actor for, for playing Andy Kaufman for an Oscar. And same thing just happened with James fucking Franco. And we know why. We know why it happened. But still, you know that he was fucking amazing as Tommy Wiseau. I know he was fucking amazing as Tommy Wiseau. And he didn't get fucking nominated. So, mm-hmm. Oh, no. James Franco didn't
1: get nominated for uh, a self-congratulatory award. Oh, no.
0: Look, see, th- th- this is the thing with you, man, is that you've always seen it that way. I haven't. I'm still adjusting to this whole fucking thing because I'm changing the way I look at stuff, okay? It, it It isn't an overnight thing for me. For you, it is. It's not for me. It's No, it's not an overnight thing. I've been this way for 46 years. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I can't just fucking, like a switch, fucking switch from... From that point of view, the, the way I've always seen this stuff to the way I see it now, it's 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 gradual for me. You know what I mean? My eyes are open now, but it it's still it, it's it's fucking disappointing. Anyway, all right. You said we say this every year, so I'm done. <laughs> all right. So you good? Yeah. Okay. All right. Fuck the Oscars, man. You guys have uh, killed the magic. All right. So salutations and and uh, fuck it. Listen to our top picks of the year instead. Sure. We know our shit, kind of. All right, bye.